You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. The fallout continues at Michigan State University from the Larry Nassar sexual abuse scandal. Since President Luanna Simon's resignation, the Board of Trustees has continued to face intense criticism from many survivors, from their families, from students, faculty, and alumni for the board's handling of the situation. The appointment of former Governor John Angler as interim president sparked an outcry due to his partisan political past, his record as governor on issues related to sexual assault, and possible conflicts of interest. The hiring of another former governor, Jim Blanchard, as an advisor to Angler has resulted in even more questions of possible conflicts of interest. This week, the MSU Faculty Senate held a vote of no confidence in the Board of Trustees. It passed overwhelmingly. Now, lawmakers at the state capitol are considering ways to punish universities financially if they don't do enough to prevent sexual misconduct on their campuses. WDET producer Jake Neer was at the state capitol recently talking with lawmakers about what they might do to address the scandal. He joins me now in studio to talk about those conversations. Jake, welcome to the show. Hey, Stephen. Yeah. So uh, this continues to be the story, I feel like, uh, in, mm-hmm. in the state of Michigan, but especially in the Capitol right now. Absolutely. And the lawmakers have a big role to play in how this unfolds going forward. There's multiple investigations, obviously, into MSU from the MCAA, from the state, federal investigations, but also one at the state Capitol right now that lawmakers just received a lot of documents from the university. And so there there are a number of things that, that the lawmakers can do at this point. One is whether they should change the government structure right. of the way that we elect these boards in the first place, whether that should be a governor's appointment, whether it should be by region. Uh, another thing is whether they should withhold funds from universities, not just MSU, but any university that's not living up to Title IX requirements and certain benchmarks. So they're all debating this right now, and I really wanted to dig into some of those questions. I spoke with uh, House Speaker Tom Leonard, mm-hmm. a Republican House Speaker, about where his head is at right now, uh, especially about this idea of withholding funds from MSU now because of what's going on. And he is not too keen on that idea right now. And this is what he had to say. As long as they are willing to work with us, as long as they're not stonewalling us, as long as they're giving us answers to the questions that we have and turning over the documentation that we ask for, um, I don't see there being any problems in the budget process for them. But again, they're going to have to continue to work with us. They've done a great job doing that since Governor Engler took over as interim president. And as long as they continue to comply and work with us, I don't see there being any issues in the budget process. And this is not just Republicans. It's not just Tom Leonard saying this. We should also mention that John Engler was at the Capitol uh, recently to talk to lawmakers and sort of make a, you know, this is sort of harkens back to the 90s, right? John Engler walks into the Capitol to make sure everyone's on the same page, um, which may have something to do with why he was in the first place named interim president of MSU, uh, but also Democrats saying the same thing. I spoke with State House Democratic leader Sam Singh about his ideas of what to do. He was not big on the idea of withholding funds from MSU right now. He's worried that that would punish students more than the actual, you know, university officials making these decisions. And he's also not all that keen on the other idea, which is changing the government structure. He wants to really focus narrowly on how they can directly 
make sure that students are protected from sexual harassment and assault on these campuses. This is what Sam Singh had to say. Well, I think right now the issue should be focused around uh, how do we stop sexual assaults on campus. That's what I'm hearing. That's what people want us to be able to do. Uh, a number of my colleagues have introduced bills this week that would uh, deal with that situation, including uh, a bill that would uh, create an ombudsperson over in the Department of Civil Rights for Title IX complaints. So if somebody doesn't feel that their uh, assault uh, is being taken seriously by their college or university, they would have somebody at the state level uh, who they could be able to call becomes their advocate. And to me, that's what we should be dealing with because that is a crisis that's not only happening at Michigan State, it's in all campuses. And for people to focus on other issues instead of that, when we have a limited amount of time uh, on our agenda as legislators, I think this is disappointing. I think the public, those survivors, they've all told us, fix Title IX on our campuses, and that's what we should be prioritizing our time with. Uh, Sam Singh is somebody who sits in a really interesting uh, position yeah. here, given that he represents uh, East, East Lansing. Lansing mm-hmm. uh, and, but, you know, he's a member of the legislature as well. So yeah. he's sort of betwixt in between there. A little sure. Bit. Absolutely. And, and I think the, the biggest thing for someone like Sam Singh is just that, um, you know, he has to be very careful. He has to make sure that the, any any way, because he actually is one of the Democrats in the legislature that actually has power uh, in the situation. You know, the the difference between the Republican majority in the House and the 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 minority of Democrats is not nearly as big as it is in the Senate. He can deal. He can actually get things done. So, and especially when he's the person that's representing East Lansing, I, I think there's actually a lot of pressure on him to handle this the right way and make sure that his caucus is uh, is doing what's right for students. So I also wanted to make sure that I knew uh, what was going on sort of from a more micro level at MSU right now, because there's a lot of interesting things happening at the Board of Trustees with John Angler. And so I also spoke with Michigan Public Radio Network state capital reporter Shana Roth, who is covering this at those board meetings and uh, right there in the room when these decisions are being made. Well, it seems like every day we are finding new things or there is some sort of new protest or big announcement coming out. Uh, Last week, what we saw a lot of was frustration and resistance on the part of the faculty and the students. Uh, The faculty, which we'll talk about later did their vote of no confidence mm-hmm. um, and then at a the first uh, board of trustees meeting since that uh, vote a lot of students came forward and were very vocal in how they're disappointed that the board is still there um, the board gave comments in reference to the frustrations of the students and said you know we're here for you. We're going to keep trying to work, go better, but essentially we're not going anywhere. So we're going to keep working on this and hopefully build this relationship and build this trust. Um, but students are really not seeming to respond to that. They're really upset and feel like they're not being heard. As far as the administration is concerned, uh, recently interim president John Engler made this big announcement about how they're restructuring the health system over at MSU. And what they're doing is essentially trying to improve communication among all of the different uh, health colleges. And they are appointing uh, new oversight positions to kind of be conduits for communication among the colleges. And the hope is that this will increase uh, patient quality, that as Engler 
Taylor put it, there will be no wrong door. So no matter where mm. a student goes for medical help, they'll be able to get answers. And they hope that this will also increase transparency, uh, ease of access, uh, time that it takes to get care. Uh, so we're kind of waiting to see. He says that there's going to be more announcements coming from that. Um, but for right now, that's been his sort of big move in the first week of his presidency. And is that is is that related specifically to the Larry Nassar scandal that he thinks this that by overhauling the medical side of things that this could prevent something like this happening in the future? Larry Nasser is definitely this cloud that is looming over all of these decisions. Uh, while Angler did not specifically say this is 100% a, a result of what happened with uh, the Larry Nasser case, there is still that air of it. And, and one of the things he talked about is is hoping that this will help them improve their responses to sexual assault and to getting uh uh, students and, and people in the community who have been sexually assaulted, getting them that treatment. Uh, but it also does kind of feel like this is something that he feels is overall just going, j- just makes good sense at the school and is a good way to improve not only the school's uh, physical health system, but also hopefully down the road, their mental health system, mm. which also uh, goes along with sexual assault. So let's talk a little bit about the faculty Senate getting together and overwhelmingly voting in favor of this vote of no confidence in the board of trustees. A lot of people are calling this a vote of no consequence. Yeah, the the concern here is that this is a a measure without teeth. This is something that the faculty Senate voted on. They're going to send a, a letter to the administration. But at the end of the day, nobody has to resign and nobody is getting fired. So does this change anything for the board? Does this change the conversation at MSU? I think the hope was among the faculty that voted in favor of it, um, one, that they would just decide, okay, hey, we're going to resign. People don't want us here, so we're just going to resign, which so far isn't happening. Uh, But I think the other hope was to show people that while this is more of a symbolic vote, symbols have meaning and that they are going to be keeping an eye on the board and on the administration and that they're not just going to sit by and be upset with them. They're going to do everything that they can and everything that's in their power and ability to do to try and affect some change. Um, And I spoke with Dr. Robert LaDuca, who is a voting member who voted in favor of the no confidence. We really need to have eight eight board members leave en masse out of love for the university and put eight academic leaders in place to, to move us going forward. So, Shana, what was the total vote tally? Well, there were 65 voting members, and at the end of the day, it was 61 in favor and four against. I'm curious about the four. The four is interesting. At least one of them was from a faculty member who was not pleased with sort of how all of this came about. She was concerned that the initial emails that went out to all of the faculty, she was concerned that it was more focused on the appointment of Governor John Engler and that it made them seem petty. She wanted it to be very clear that this is just about the Nasser victims and that this is about protecting those victims and protecting the students. And she didn't feel that the way things went about, that that was very clear. Um, Now, when it came time to actually vote, the wording of the vote was simply more or less yes or no. Do you have confidence in the board? So the personal reasons were left up to each individual voter. And then another faculty member that I spoke to ahead of time, his main concern was just 
is this really the best way to bring unity to our school in these troubled times? Uh, should we really be uh, pulling each other apart? Uh, or should we be talking about ways that we can actually come together? So if this is truly toothless, if there are no direct consequences from this, why should people care? Michigan State University is going through a major transition right now. And for the same reason that we should be looking at what the student body is doing, what the residence halls are doing, and all of these marches and meetings, we should be paying attention to what the faculty is doing. Their responses, while they're not going to get people fired at this time, they matter. This is their institution. This is their university. They make up a huge portion of this university. So how they're reacting to it and how they are going about trying to, in their ways, take their university back could have big implications down the road. And those big implications have to do with conversations that are happening right now about how Michigan governs its universities, its big public research institutions. This could change uh, depending on how the conversation moves forward. Uh, The big research institution near you could be governed differently down the road depending on what happens here at MSU. Absolutely. All eyes are on MSU right now, and it's something that really needs to be looked at every step of the way. That was WDET producer Jake Neer speaking with Michigan Public Radio's Shana Roth about the fallout at Michigan State in the wake of the Larry Nassar sexual abuse scandal. Coming up, we're going to talk with Senator Debbie Stabenow about food assistance, Great Lakes funding, and mass shootings. Stay with us on Detroit Today. 